the Bible says that we were, God knew us before we were formed in our mother's wombs, right? Yeah. So that the, uh, uh, the implication with that is that we were with God before we came here. Huh. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like, so obviously, cause where else would we have come from if our soul didn't come from God? Like where else, how else would we got here? So, so if we were with God before, then that, that would imply that he was accepting us before mm. there was, there was no separation from God cause we were already with him. Okay, so if God is really love and he really cares about us, then what kind of asshole God goes, hey, you know what? We're, we're, I love you. I love you. And we're together right now. I haven't, I haven't sent you to the planet Earth or anything. I haven't put you in a body. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're here. We're, we're connected yeah. in spirit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you to this Earth realm. But when you get there, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty until proven innocent and it's not just it's not just like a mild guilty it's like the minute that you come out of your mother's womb you're you're already guilty of the fires of eternal hell like you're gonna burn in hell forever just for being born and i'm the one that decided that i was gonna send you there yeah that's cruel very very cruel and the only way that you can get out of it is to turn back back around and choose me but to take it a step further, I'm going to do this weird thing to where I'm going to become one of you and die to myself for myself <laughs> so that you can come back to me just so we can start out where we were in the beginning. You know, substitution. That's, that's that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know how crazy that sounds to think about? Like, like why, if, if he already had us, why would he create all this bull crap just for us to to try to get back to where we were to be to begin with exactly exactly it makes no freaking sense and and then if you take if you take that and you apply that model across all different walks of humanity we would be it would be a disservice to not abort people to not abort right. that would yes. be, the most holy thing you could do would be killing children that's that's what it would be because you would be sparing them from the possibility yes Sin. Yes. And and that is yes, the exactly. most psychotic thing ever. Like killing children would be right. better off. It's psychotic. And then but see, there it is. It's like But, but you would No, go ahead, go ahead. You you tell somebody though, and they're like, Oh, well you just need to read your Bible. You it's like, no, that is the implications of the theology you're saying. You're not yes. taking it far enough. This is how it will play out. This is what it means for you to say what you say. That's so true, man. And then it's like, you show them that, you give them the mirror, then they get mad at you, you know, they drop mean comments and then disappear, you know, because it's like, this is the mirror of what you're saying. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, the Bible is this, Bible is that, Bible is this. It's like, okay, great. Is it good? Is it beneficial? Is it a good thing to have the Bible? Would I be better off reading the Quran? Like, it needs to be good. There's a qualification for this spiritual stuff is that if it comes from God, it's good. Yes. It doesn't have sorrow with it. God's not trying to hurt you. He's the one wrapping his arms around you when you're hurt. That's who God is. He's yeah. not the one adding pain. He's not the one we add pain. It's like you said, if we could just get the identity thing down, 
we would probably leave each other alone. Wars would stop. Pain would stop. Nobody would be, you know, doing child trafficking. Nobody would be doing any of this stuff because we would know who we are. We know what we're about. We know what we're supposed to do, and we'd be good. But the lack of knowing thyself, the lack of that part, is like, it's like a, I don't know. It's it's such a big thing. I, I don't even feel like identity is the right word sometimes because it's like right. small. So you think identity, you think, you know, identity theft, somebody stole my credit cards, but... Right, right. Like this, it's much bigger than that. It's like the the fabric of the universe, basically. It's the meaning, yeah. That. And I, I always, like, some of the stuff I read, like, I'm, I'm like, into, like, um, like, I read, like, a lot of, like, um, like, I was telling you, like, the perennialism, the philosophy of perennialism, and I read, like, occult books and stuff, and it's, like, it's so funny though because like some of these concepts actually make more sense than what Christian dogma teaches. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like you, you already were, you belong to God. You're from God, like you said in the womb, and that's what I love about that stuff because it's like it gives you this new perspective where you see scriptures and you're like, oh, that's what they meant. That yeah, I knew you in my in the mother's room, meaning that I already knew you before you got here. You probably agreed to come here. You probably were like, hey, God. I'd like to go be on earth now. And he's like, okay, I'll give you a body so you can come here. You know, and you get here. And he's like, but by the way, when you get here, you're going to not have your memory. You're going to know on the inside, but you're not, your memory's not going to function the same. You get here, you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then at some point you learn survival. You learn the monkey reptile brain part takes over. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. And then it's like, it's so sad, man. Cause I, I think just for me personally, like, I know I'm not in a healthy place mentally when everything's a problem. Right. It's like, I'm like, well, the other day, it was like one of those kind of God things. Like, I was watching like YouTube or something, and there was these guys, and they were just making chocolate. Like, like they were like homestead stuff, you know? And he showed you the cacao bean, and he opened it up, and like, chocolate looks like this like big avocado looking thing with kind of yellow. You open it up, and the chocolate, the cacao is actually white, and the and the chocolate beans on the inside of it, and it's really bitter normally. And then they grind it down, do all the stuff, and put sugar in it. it. Tastes great. But he's doing this, and I'm just watching this, and, I, and he's like the vanilla plant over here, and then he has the cacao plant, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, why am I so dumb that I think that all there is to life is what I'm looking at, like in a daily thing, and literally, God has made plants that are awesome that taste awesome that are just here for me to have and here I, here I am you know complaining that my groceries are too expensive at walmart and i'm just like i'm not e i'm like my mind's not even thinking of the creator it's not even thinking of who i am it's thinking of survival yeah. it's, it's switching back to that and then when i think about the goodness of god i think about all this cool stuff there is, all the history there is, all the all the things that make life worth living. It's like now I want to be alive. Now, yeah. now I want to do good. Now I want to give to my neighbor. You know, it becomes this, like this. The the floodgate opens and the water, the the flow of God, the river of God starts flowing out again, and it's like, that's man, that's why that's my heart too, man. It's like what you're doing. I'm I'm happy. I I wish you all the best. I'll help if I can. I'm not totally qualified but i actually know actually thought of a way when you were talking to me that i can help you 
is I can get you hooked up with these other guys that have been on this deconstruction road longer. And some of the stuff they say, it like, it'll like blows your mind. Some of the stuff they say, like, some of them are kind of jerks, obviously, because they're ex evangelicals and stuff. So you know, right. you still got to work through that. But a lot, like, some of the things they've said, I've just been like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even have any idea about that. Like, real quick sermon example. So Lost Coin, I don't know if you've ever heard this. So Francis Dutois, um, do you know who he is? He wrote the Mirror Bible. You ever heard of that guy? And yeah, he's another one of those really. Im- and if you get to listen to him preach, dude's like watch. It's like watching Paul preach. Seriously, like he's preaching, and he's like talking about how beautiful God is and beautiful God's love, and he'll start crying because he's like God's love is just so good. He loves all of you. It's a beautiful dance of romance. He's put you here for like just preaching the gospel. But he, but he translated the Bible, the entire New Testament. He translated one of the newer versions of it. And he said something that I thought was so powerful, as he said. So the parable of the lost coin, lost sheep, you know, that one. He said the thing, the big takeaway that he said in there that, like, like I read it and I was like, oh, my God. Is he was like, something can't be lost if it didn't first belong. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Like, wait, he said, so the coin, the word used for lost right there implies it already belonging. So he said, no one is lost. Like, no one, or no one didn't belong. Everybody belongs. They're just lost. And it was, so it's like this picture of, like, there's no fear. Again, there's no fear in love. You don't have to fear God. God is your best friend. If you die, you're going to be, it's going to be good. If you're alive, it's going to be good. You just have to see it, you know? And, yeah. So I got preaching yeah. right there. Well, I love that you said that because that goes back to Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. Who is God? Who, God is the Spirit. Well, what are the, the fruits of the Spirit? You know, and it's like the, the, the nine qualities or whatever, right? Like, yeah. you know, pays, peace, sense, love, kindness, self-control, goodness, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, what's so cool about that concept of just like, when you understand God is love and you understand, like, like I was, uh, I was talking to my friend the other night. Um, she's like one of my best friends. I met her last year. She was the, the chick in the, the group that I created. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Brittany. And she has a crazy story, man. Like she was, she came from tons of religious abuse growing up. Um, her husband got blown up in Afghanistan. Like she, she, she was, uh, she like, downward spiral like total alcoholic went to aa a few times was homeless oh. you know like got raped a couple times while she was drunk like all kind of crazy stuff man and yeah and then i met her last year and god had just just basically like put it on my heart like i want you to start teaching her everything you know yeah. and so we we you know we connected i just started just started teaching her everything that i knew at that point and like she is the most, she is the most radical example of transformation I've ever seen in anyone because she accepted it and she went off uh, went off running with it and she she's a hairstylist and stuff and so when she's at her salon she literally she uses it all, with all of her clients and her, and her clients are like wanting to do like life coaching sessions with her she's not even a life coach but I was talking to her the other night because I had this epiphany and um. Like you, I, I kind of got, you know, like in, you know, what, what we would be 
call it the occult, I guess. I don't really call it the occult or anything, but yeah, that's not even like the right term for it. It's not, you know, it makes it sound evil or dark. But um a couple of years ago, and this stuff was always how it happened, it always come and find me, but I got uh this I started seeing eleven eleven everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, I got pictures of how this stuff's gonna happen. And then one day I'm at work and I get an email, the only time I've ever gotten this email, only time showed up in my email, my work email, and it said, have you been seeing 11-11 lately? I'm like, <laughs> what? what? What kind I'm of like, yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. So I opened up the email, and it takes me to this page about numerology, and I'm like, oh, is this one of those, like, astrology, horoscope crap, you know, like spam? Give us your credit card, and we'll tell you the future. <laughs> yeah. And But I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll play. It asked you for your name and your birthday, and it played like this recording, and it was the most accurate description of me that I've ever heard ever. And I'm like a personality junkie, like I'm like the Myers Briggs and the Enneagram. Yeah. Dude, this stuff blows that stuff out of the water. And so, for like the last four years, I've been obsessed with numerology. Yeah. And what God started to show me goes back to the whole thing about identity where it's like I was saying if God created you to be an apple tree, you're an apple tree whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well numerology shows you literally what you are. It shows you every component of what God created you to be because everything's energy. We're just energy expressed through a physical body. Yeah. But even our body is energy if you if you look at it scientifically. And so when I started, when I started going this rabbit hole, I started realizing, like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so then, I had, I, I uh, when I started learning my 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 philosophy of identity, I have this a, a picture of like a bowling alley. So like, when you go to the bowling alley, everybody has their own lane. Yeah. Now I I can look over and I can see your lane. I can look this way. I can see somebody else's lane. But that's your lane. It's not my lane. Yeah. I don't belong in your lane. I belong in my lane. Right? Yeah. And so everything so so the so the goal of looking at the bowling lane, well, the pins are my life path. That's why I'm here. You know, like that's the that's the direction. That's the apple tree. Yeah. And on the side we have the little the little kitty little kitty rails that protect the gutters. Yeah. Keep the ball out of the gutter. Yeah. Well, those are the spiritual laws, or what I consider grace, if you will that protect us in life when like, you know, let's say you're about to start dating somebody you shouldn't date and you, and you, your intuition kicks in or things around you don't seem right. Well, that's the guardrail. That's the bumper saying, Hey, this is not in your lane. You yeah. don't need to go over here. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a church. Maybe it's a decision you're about to make financially. It could be anything. And you get that intuitive thing. And it's like, that's the, that's the bumper. That's the guardrail. Hey, I'm going to try to keep the bowling ball out of the gutter. Yeah. But sometimes we're like, no, 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 I'm going to, I want to get that other lane no matter what. And so after you push against it, eventually what ends up happening is like, okay, dude, go for it. And what happens? The ball hits the gutter, goes down. And then what happens? The ball comes out and you get to try again. But that doesn't mean that you may not have to pay a price or do a consequence because cause and effect is a spiritual law. Yeah. We do reap consequences, but this is the beauty of this. Okay. So this is what I was telling my friend last, the other night, I was like, it hit me. And I got this drawing. I'll show it to you. It's crazy. Okay. God gives me these images. So this is the most mind-blowing thing. So I, I got this drawing here, and you can see these spirals. Yeah. These loops. 
just keep looping and looping and looping, all right? Yeah, it looks like so, you can see. Yeah, so so if, if you were to do if you were to draw the same thing yourself, well, let's just focus on the very let's just focus on two loops, right? Yeah. Well, what's interesting, I'll get back to my other page here. What's interesting about this is if I were to draw just two two of these loops, I'll make them big. And let's just say that these two loops represent the last three or five years of your life, right? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. So here, here is you five years ago, and here is you now, right? Mm -hmm. This is how life goes. So you're done here. You got momentum. Things are going good. And then you reach the mountaintop, and inevitably what happens, you hit the valley, right? Mountains and valleys. Yeah. So then you get momentum, life is moving forward. You hit a mountain, you're growing up, things are good. Circles are back around, there's delays, there's hiccups, things aren't going the way you want, setbacks, but then you move forward again, right? That's life. Yeah. Well, this is the brilliant part. Your worst time, your, your worst time most recently is still farther ahead than your best time the last time. Huh. Think about that. Your your worst time right now is better because you're further along in the cycle than your worst time was last time. Yeah. So what God showed me, the reason this was this reason this blew my mind is because God literally showed me. He said, Listen, you can't F it up. Yeah. There's it's literally impossible for you to F it up because where you are today is literally the same place you would have ended up. If you had, let's just say like, like, cause of my friend, right? She's like, uh, you know, I was alcoholic and I wasted all this time in my life and I made all these bad decisions, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. God's showing me that you, you got to the same place that you needed to be. Even if you had done all the perfect things. Wow. You got the, it doesn't matter if you, let's just say you, your life for whatever reason, completely derailed for some reason, man, I, I, you know, something happened. I lost all my money and my wife left me. And then when my wife left me, I lost my kids. And then as a result, I became depressed and I became suicidal and I became a drunk. And then I wasted 10 years of my life. No, you didn't. I'm not saying that, that decisions don't have consequences. There's, there's cause and effect. There's painful decisions and not painful decisions. What I'm saying is, regardless of the fact that you can make a painful decision and you can experience a consequence, what we perceive as setback and delays or not. Because the minute that you get realigned, you instantly end up in the place that you would have been had you lived the perfect life. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the grace of God. Because what that's exactly what God did for her when I met my friend Brittany last year. He's like, oh, you need to, you know, let me help you get up to speed to where you, where you would have been if you had made all the right decisions and never had done all these things. So what did he do? He, and I'm not bragging on myself, but he put me in her life. And then, and then a year, because I literally met her like March of last year. So it took her a year to clear out all of the delays and end up in the same place she would have been had she not made all those decisions. Yeah. It's literally impossible for you to, to delay or step back or waste time or fail at life. It's impossible for you to fail. The only way that you can fail, two things. You die, you're dead. Mm -hmm. you, make a, you make a decision you, in your life or something tragic happens, or two, you do nothing. 
Yeah. Inaction is so. Those are the two. The only two ways you can screw it up is I'm going to sit here and never do nothing, which is mediocrity and complacency. The Bible says, "Be hot or be cold," because if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you're cold, he'll get you to the place you would have been if you would have been hot. But if you're stagnant and lukewarm and you're just sitting on your hands, you're doing nothing. God can't, he can't force momentum out of you one way or the other because you have free will. Mm-hmm. And then if you're dead, you're dead. You're, you're, you're not in the world to play the game anymore. So that blew my mind because I'm like, oh my God, like I can't, I literally can't F this up. I can't F this up. That is a loving God. <laughs> that good. is a loving freaking God that he loves us so much that, that he's like, dude, I love you so much that I put you in a place where failure is impossible. But the only reason that you think you can fail is because someone someone gave you a perception that failure was possible. It's not possible. Wow. Failure, failure is a concept, a man-made concept. It's not real. Failure is not real. Wow. Consequence is real, pain is real, but failure is not. You can't, you can't screw it up. You can't lose time. You can't have setbacks and be like, oh my god, I'm 20 years too late. I'm 50 years old, and it's too late for me to live my purpose now. No, just get back in alignment, and instantaneously God will put you, will get you to that place. You'll be caught up. You'll be caught up so quick. You'll be like, how the hell did I get here? Wow. How the hell did I get here? Because God's like, because I, because. You're me. If I let you fail, then I fail myself. Yeah. That's awesome. Amen. Because oh, you're preaching again. That's great. That's great, dude. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. And then I, I think, too, it makes me think it's so exciting because it makes me think, like, even, like, like the, the things like Buddha taught about ending suffering, the way you end it is you quit thinking that it, that, like, it's, that it's, not supposed to happen or that it's not supposed to be there or it's not part of things and so like the whole thing is like most of your suffering is because you expect something else it's like because you you fail because you expect to be you know you you fail at basketball because you expect to be lebron james or something right you fail you fail at i don't know you fail at selling books because you're not joe Osteen. but it's like no, that's not that's not what's happening at all. At all that's what's happening. It's that that failure concept, you're trying to be somewhere you're not or be in a lane you're not in. That's it. It's all about the lane, man. Yeah, and when you do that, that's where the pain starts coming from. Like, 100%. Because then it's this it's this unending tormenting hellscape thing because you're always striving, never attaining. You're always giving, never receiving. You're always, you know, uh, you're always, te- you're always teaching, never listening. Right. You no, know? and like this, it's this cycle that starts to have like this bad, uh, the whatever the tri- the triangle you drew, it's like the upside down triangle of that. It's awful, and I just right. think like that's so powerful because if you could just, if people could just know, you can't fail. Just, just do, just do, be, and it'll work. And, and that's so key because this is what I've learned about the bowling alley. And I've seen it happen in my own life. I get prophetic words. I've, I've had in the last, since last year, I'll just focus on the last year. The last year I've had some profound prophetic words. Yeah. Back in January, I had a psychic from Australia give me an hour reading. Oh, wow. Everything that the psychic said 
lined up with everything the prophetic word said. Yeah, that's good. The only difference was is the hour reading of what the psychic said through tarot cards was in more detail. Yeah. Everything. This woman knew that I wanted to start a development center. She knew all this stuff. And I have my theories about why that is, but I won't get into that right now. But my point is, is that what we consider signs or synchronicities or what we consider the favor of God and, and, you know, like, like when one door opens and one door closes and all that, all of that is not what's happening. What's happening is, is that when you're going down your bowling lane and you're not looking at someone else's lane, you're not worried about someone else's lane, everything that you need is already on your lane. It's like, it's like, it's like when you play Mario Kart and you memorize the maps. Yeah. Playing Mario Kart, I know where the next power up is. I know where the next power up is. I know where the next power up is. You memorize the map. Well, in 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 the your bowling lane, you just you've never played the map before, so you don't know where all the power ups are, but the power ups are already there. Yeah. Everything that you need that's ahead of you, as long as you stay in your lane and you don't go to the bumpers, you stay out of the gutter, the next thing comes. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, God created you to be and I'm, I'm, dude, I'm literally seeing it flush out my life. It's giving me goosebumps. Let's say you're like, like the, your wife, for example, you know, it's like, well, I know that God created me to be an author and tell my stories. Yeah. And you start off, you're going down the bowling lane and you're like, how am I going to do this? And what's going to happen? And well, look at this other person over here. Well, look at what they did with their books. And you're, and so you're like, you're looking all around at all these different bowling lanes and, and, and you can see these progress that they made, but you don't realize that that what's hap- what happened, what had to happen in their lane for them to get there is not what's happened to happen in your lane because your lane is exclusive to you. Yeah. And so where our focus go, our energy flows. So we focus on the other lane. Our ball starts going to the other lane. I got to focus on this lane. My ball wants to go to this lane. Instead of me focusing on what I know that I'm supposed to do, even if I don't know the how, because it's not about the how. The how is part of the alignment on the triangle. The A is where the how comes. It comes through intuition. It comes through faith and courage. Faith is me going, hey, you know, because our brain, everything that exists comes from imagination. Everything. Yeah. Your glasses, your RV, these microphones, somebody had to imagine it before it could be created. Mm-hmm. Imagination, where is that? Where does that exist? It exists in an invisible realm. Yeah. It's all in the invisible realm. Where Who, who owns that? Who, who, who owns that space? God. That's it. It's the invisible. It's the spiritual. That's for anything creative. Like you said, you go to sleep, you get a dream, you get the song that's coming through you. That Where did that come from? You weren't even freaking awake. <laughs> yeah. You weren't even awake. Yep. It, it came through that, through that, through, it came through that alignment of, uh, of the imagination. Yeah. And so all that's left is like, you get the, the imagination for the thing that you desire. And then you just, you do the next thing you know to do, and that sets that sets the the ball in motion. Because, like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Faith is 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 imagination to me. Faith is going. I I have to believe in something that is not materially existing yet. Yeah. Whether it's a healing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's money, whether it's a purpose, whatever. That's faith. It's going. I have faith in God and the divine and the invisible. That this that. Whatever I can create with my mind, I can hold it in my hand. That is faith. But then I have to have courage. I have to have enough courage to step out of the boat to walk on water, which is me trusting that I'm in my lane and that the power-ups are ahead of me. And all I have to do is put one foot in front of the other. And that's when the magic happens is all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't know how it's going to happen. Well, let's say your wife. Well, she gets a, 
she, she makes a random connection with somebody on Facebook and this person knows somebody who knows somebody and then she ends up in this group. And then all of a sudden this person's like, well, hey, I know somebody that's got this thing and you're like, oh, that's the thing that I needed. And then you get that thing or you get that knowledge, you get that information, or maybe they pass the book to you. And you're like, oh, cool. And you read the book. And, oh my God, this is the information I needed. Or maybe they had a random YouTube video that came out of nowhere on your uh, on your sidebar. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. You click it, has nothing to do with what you thought. Then you got it. And you're like, oh my God, I got the... The, it, the watching this video had nothing to do with book writing, but it inspired me to do something that I needed to do that has to do with book writing that gave me to the next week. There's infinite ways that the how happens and all of those things are already in place. So it's like, that's why the psychic can tell me, Hey, you know, the money is going to come. Oh, but there's going to be, there's going to be something that's going to happen first. That's going to, that's going to look like a very uncomfortable risk. Yeah. Because I just, I literally this past weekend, I just finished a three day, online virtual virtual seminar and at the end of it the guy was like hey if you want to be part of our one-year program to take you from your startup you're 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 not doing anything to your business however far you want to go with it this is your program it gives you all the steps but it was like a twenty thousand dollar investment i'm like good god yeah yeah. i've never paid twenty thousand dollars for anything except like a new car that i'll have like eight something years to pay off yeah. But then I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what the psychic said. And she said that the funds would be there like somehow like and these are the things it's like, do you have the courage to step out of the boat? Because and then I started clicking for me. It's like, dude, if you're this concerned about resources and money, that's a faith problem because you're 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 misunderstanding. You have a perception like like the failure perception. You only believe it. You only think of failure because you believe in failure because it was a concept that someone gave you. You only worry about money because you see money as this physical resource when it's really money is an illusion. Money doesn't exist. It's pieces of paper that that are implied value for for resources or you know services or goods. Yeah. One dollar. Think about this, bro. One dollar is the same as a million dollars. The same concept. The only difference between one dollar and a million dollars is the fact that we perceive we perceive a number, we perceive a vastness, but it's not. It's the same damn thing. It's the same thing. It takes, if you can make a dollar, you can make a million dollars. Am I saying that in the physical realm, there's not, it doesn't maybe take more time or the seed that you plant doesn't have to grow longer. Some plants, like a weed, a weed can grow overnight. Yeah. But how long does it take to build an oak tree? You know what I mean? But they both come from seeds. Like it's that mentality. It's, it's understanding the spiritual, the spiritual concepts and principles that are embedded in everything. Yeah. And that's, that is how you free your mind is because when you start to realize, okay, like you said, less primal, less human, less being stuck in this world and, and, and being in survival mode, as you called it, you know, like, oh, man, I'm worried about how much my groceries cost instead of going, wait, this is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> yes. if, if God wanted me to starve, I would be starving. If God wasn't going to, like, how did I get here? How did I get this far for crying out loud? Exactly. Like we, sometimes we forget the fact that it took so much for me just to get here. Like I literally survived a car wreck. I survived me almost killing myself. I survived all these things. I'm here and I'm in this blessed place. I'm abundant. I got my health. I've got, you know, I've got some money in the bank and, you know, this, my life is unfolding for me and I've got, you know, God's giving this revelation. Like, dude, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> if I'm not, if I'm not getting more invested in that and excited about just going, okay, okay, this is, 
this is tough. I'm human. This is hard. This is a risk. I've never done this before. Uncertainty's kicking in. I feel the fear. But now, because of the experiences I've had, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to literally see the matrix now, seeing the code of the matrix. I'm going, holy shit. Yeah. This is a this is literally a matrix. And you can hack, you can sort of kind of hack the program a little bit if you understand. And really all I mean by saying that is just if you stay in your lane, that's where the magic happens. Whatever it is that you're supposed to do, when you know that and you're crystal clear on that, then you can stay in the middle of your lane is almost perfectly, everything starts coming to you. If it's money that you need, the money will be there. If it's the idea for the business, it's going to be there. If it's the, the people, the partnership, whatever it is where you're trying to be there, you're like, well, I know that I know that I'm supposed to take this podcast and, and blow it big. Maybe let's just say that was what it is. God will bring you everything that you're supposed to do to blow it big. Listen to the, the stories and biographies of anybody that's ever done anything. They'll all tell you the same thing. They all say the same thing. I know that I was supposed to do this. I had this burning desire. I had this burning hunger. And uh, the, the Thomas Edison, you know, you, you, you tried the light bulb 9,000 times. It didn't work. You got it on the 10,000th 10, time. How did it feel to fail 9,000 times or 9,999 times? We circuit it all fail. I just figured out how to not make a light bulb 9,999 times. Exactly. It's perception. It's the perception, the meanings that we place on things because we live in a world where we'd be conditioned by so many of these things. And that's why that, that concept, like really we could have made it, everything we just talked about on your podcast, we could have made it about that concept. And that would have really gotten more down to the root cause than the things we were talking about. But you can't just walk up to somebody and go, boom, here's the root cause of all your shit and all your suffering and all your problems. You can't do that yeah. because you have to baby step them through. It's just like me. It's like, I can't walk up to one, someone and go, hey, uh, if you want to know what your identity is, it's love. You're, you're creating the image of love. That's what you are. And like, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You know, because they people confuse identity with what they do in life. Like, well, but that's not identity. That's purpose. That's how, but that's also how beautiful God is. Is like you're 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 creating in in the image of love. Your identity is love, Jack. But your expression, the expression of your talents, your creativities, your gifts, and your desires, that fleshes out like nobody else could ever do. That's what makes you different than everybody else. You yeah. can you, if you were to preach or play guitar or podcast or whatever, like nobody's ever going to do it the way that you do it. That's why you're infinitely different in the way that you express it. But that's also that expression, what we're supposed to do, or the meaning of that expression is, is our identity, which is love. And so people ask this question all the time in life coaching, right? They go, the age-old question, what's the purpose of life? Or they might say, why are we here? Something like that, right? What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? Why are we here? To me, in my opinion, I'm not trying to sound egotistical, that is the easiest question in the world to answer. I believe the purpose of life is three things. Number one, to have a tangible experience of the love of your creator. Yeah. Like Paul said, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words, but a demonstration of the power of God. What's he talking about? I didn't, I don't, it's not about head knowledge. It's not about intellectual knowledge. When I, everything about the reason why I believe in God or Jesus still, despite all that I've learned out here outside of Christianity, the reason I've chosen to still believe in Jesus is because Jesus literally responds to me by name and I've tangibly felt his love manifested over me in powerful incredible bizarre supernatural phenomenal ways that 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 i felt through every fiber of my being yeah. i don't it's not intellectual anything with me i have tangibly felt the love of god yeah. that's why i know god is real 
And I know that it's Jesus because he responds to the name of Jesus, yeah. not some other name. So that's the first purpose of life, experiencing the love of God so that you know that your creator is real. Second purpose of life is the beauty of there's like roughly what, 7 billion people on this planet. And, I, and because of love is a choice, I get to choose one person out of 7 billion people to give my yes to for the rest of my life. When I could have given it to all these other people, <clears throat> just like God. You know, it's like God gave me his yes. I have God's yes. Yeah. He didn't have to make me, didn't have to have a relationship with me. I'm his yes. Right? Yeah. That's like that's where marriage comes from. The whole the whole concept behind marriage is man marrying woman and man and woman together becoming one, being one with God together. Yeah. That's the sacredness of marriage. Two becoming one to become one, or three in one, man, yeah. wife, God. And so to choose somebody and to be able to experience love with that person, like you and your wife, it's like love is infinite. Like, like there's no ceiling. There's no threshold. It's not like love stops here or at the ceiling above me. It's yeah. infinite. It, can, it goes on and on and on. But so many people settle in their relationships and marriage because they get comfortable and they just settle. It's like, hey, we're roommate status now. We just, yeah, I love you, babe. I love you. And we say the same thing about ice cream. I love ice cream. Well, which one is it? Do you love me like you love ice cream or do you love me like I'm your fucking soulmate? And you're part of my friends, but that's what it's like. Yeah. And we sell ourselves short because God gave us this gift of love because it's him that, that is that love. That's a vast, endless experience that's awaiting us that we can have together with this person. And then, you know, individual consciousness is co-creators. Two powerful co-creators creating the image of loving God, fleshing this life out together in the infiniteness of love. Like, that is so profound. And, like, I'm not married. I haven't remarried. But if I was, like, when I, whoever my person is, like, if there was an end to the love rainbow, so to speak, I want to find it with her. I never want to settle with the infinite gift. So that's the second purpose of life. The third and final purpose of life is to take all the love that you've tangibly experienced with God and all the love that you've experienced with your person, then you turn around and you give all that love away to the world around you. Yeah. And what's interesting is Jesus said the same thing. What If you were to summarize the two greatest commandments in one word, what would that word be? Love. Love God first and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is the purpose of life, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's absolutely correct. Absolutely. I mean... And it's and like you said, it's it's this infinite, unstoppable energy source that it's so we we're not even we're we're like still comprehending it, and that's how you know it's God because it's like that's him, that's his character, that's who he is, and that's like it's perfect. That's what it should be. That's that should be the only goal. That should be the only thing. And it doesn't end whenever you get wealthy. It doesn't end whenever you get. Uh, happy it it never stops it's always growing it's always getting bigger be better brighter and revealing itself to you like that and it, as soon as you think you got to figure it out here comes the next wave comes the next circle you know 100 percent. 100 percent, man well i guess that's it huh that's it that's a wrap oh man oh i forgot to tell you i recorded again <laughs> that's cool that's cool man i i i heard i heard the the um fire starting to come out and i was like all right i better record this before he before he kind of we back off a little bit anyway thanks guys thanks for listening again um